Welcome to the Animation Happy Hour, a podcast where we talk about breaking into the animation industry over a couple of drinks. All opinions and views expressed in this podcast are solely our own and are not representative of the companies for whom we work. So we're super excited to share with you all episode one of the Animation Happy Hour podcast. This week's episode is an introduction to what this podcast is all about, who all of us are, and what to expect for future episodes. Excellent. Right. So how are you guys yeah. doing? This is exciting. Episode, episode number one. <laughs> yes. We should probably talk a little bit about ourselves and who we are. Yes. Um, Sounds good. So my name is Garrett. I'm an animator. I currently work at Disney with Katie. Uh, so I started out at New York, New York University. I studied film and television. I was actually really interested in like live action stuff. Um, when I was a kid, I always like made movies and like loved editing. I wanted to be an editor. Uh, so I was super interested in that, but I took a class, like, I think it was intro to Maya when I was a junior at NYU. And I really just like fell in love with Maya. I loved the possibilities of animation and, you know, the movies inspired me and I just decided to sort of switch gears. Um, so I kind of want, decided I wanted to be a character animator. I wanted to go into feature film. That was like my goal at the time. But my reel was not in a place where I could get a job. Uh, so I just like tried to work really hard at that point. But anyways, after NYU, I freelanced uh, in New York at some visual effects companies for about a year uh, and then desperately tried to get into Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, could not. <laughs> I, but then I uh, moved to the West Coast because I thought, you know, LA was, there's a lot of studios, there's a lot of opportunity. So I, I went to the West Coast with my girlfriend. We did not have jobs at the time, and we just like looked for anything we could possibly find. And I got a job at a video game studio as an animator, which was really, really awesome. It was a good experience learning that pipeline. And that was for about 11 months. And then during that time, I took a class at Anim School, and I really focused on you know getting my reel to be in a good place. Um, so I did like a lot of different exercises and, and stuff. And there was a job opening for DreamWorks, I noticed. It was an animation technical assistant job. And that was really interesting to me because, you know, in feature film, there's so few junior level opportunities for animators. Like, it's really hard to get in if you're not like a senior level person, yeah. as you know, Katie, because yeah. you got in with the, the apprentice program. So I was like, oh my gosh animation technical assistant. This is so cool. And it describes sort of what I was doing it. You had to know animation, but you also had to know like rigging and kind of generalist stuff. So I was like, okay, maybe I should kind of go for this. Um, and I applied and I was very fortunate to get in and felt like a sort of my big break into feature. Um, I got to know all the animators at DreamWorks. They were, they were super amazing and all the artists at DreamWorks in general. Um, and it was a great opportunity to learn the pipeline, to, to help the department with, with the rigs and everything. And yeah, I, I worked hard, made another reel with the help of all the talented artists there, got promoted to animator. Uh, and then I'm now at Disney and I met Ben at mm-hmm. DreamWorks. You were, ben was one of like the first hires after like a very long hiatus of yeah. no like During new some hires. dark times at DreamWorks unfortunately right? yeah <laughs> but it was exciting when Ben joined um and yeah then uh now I'm at Disney and mm-hmm. working with Katie 
and, and all was, is well. It was right around when you were promoted, right? When I joined? Yeah. It was like a couple months before. Or yeah, I was promoted yeah. a couple months before. Um, yeah, and we worked on How to Train Your Dragon 3 was the mm-hmm. movie, right? Nice. And that abominable. Yeah. Yeah. And we stole you away. Yeah. Totally stole him. That's yep. right. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot resist on Elsa. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen. Anyways, but right. enough about me. So my name is Katie Lowe. I am currently an apprentice animator at Disney. So I just got my first two shots in on Frozen 2 ever. Oh, nice. um, But it's been a long journey to get to this place. So um, I will start back at college. I went to Harvard. And <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yes, I went to Harvard and I was pre-med. <laughs> Um, until I wasn't the best student and I got a C on one of my orgo exams and was like, oh, wait, I hate being pre-med. This is the worst. I want to do something else. (laughs) And then I thought really hard about it and and realized that, like, what do I do in my free time is I, I watch animated movies and I love animation and wanted to dabble in it. So... I took a couple of um, animation electives in college, which was enough to kind of re or just sort of change paths um, and decided at that point that I just wanted to do entertainment. And I didn't know how to specifically target animation. I was very clueless. I just kind of thought, oh, any job in entertainment is a step in the right direction. So my first job out of school was um, being an NBC paid over in 30 Rockefeller. Because <laughs> it, it's kind of a neat program. Um, I saw that picture you had on Instagram. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the whole get up, the suit with all the buttons and nice. Just all like, that. what's his name from? Just like Korea? Kenneth, Kenneth. Page yes. in 30 Rock. Dang. Like a much um, more attractive Kenneth. <laughs> ben is my husband, so Ben's kind of a creep. <laughs> um, I was a page in the page program. It's basically an entry level program in the industry, and they rotate you around to different shows and departments. But um, it's it's a much better feeder program for news and live action TV and comedies. And I could tell that my heart was still in animation, so. I actually, while I was in the page program, started researching schools and uh, MFA programs and then decided to go to the Savannah College of Art and Design for an MFA program because it was one of the only programs where you didn't have to have any sort of artistic um, undergraduate major or an animation background. So I got in, fortunately, <laughs> um, based on my very like rudimentary like elective animation I had done in college, and went there for a few years and specialized in stop motion. Actually, while I was there, mm. I dabbled in CG because um, there are certain requirements, but I my main specialty was stop motion. And while I was there, I interned at Leica for a summer. Um, and just kind of for um, job stability reasons, I sort of 180 and pivoted into production management. And I was also like, I was genuinely interested in producing and being a producer someday. Mm-hmm. So I pivoted and I was a PA at Blue Sky for a bit. 
And then I, or Ben and I moved to the West Coast, to California, and I became a PA at Disney, uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios. I'm PA'd on Record Ralph 2. I was in the story department. Actually, I was in a lot of departments. Sorry. Hey, Record Ralph! Just <laughs> <laughs> gotta Disney. load that up whenever I can. Uh, <laughs> Buy the um, DVD. <laughs> so I was, I did four departments. I was in lighting, Story, editorial, and tech anim. Dang. Uh, but spent the majority of time in story. Um, and then right as I was finishing up on that movie, I could kind of tell over the year and a half that I was a PA that I wanted to get back into animating and missed animating a lot. But I sort of felt like I had missed the boat with CG. So I was kind of having this debate. Should I go back to school? Should I take an online class? But then I got really lucky and Disney opened up their apprentice program internally. And they let um, internal candidates apply. And they were also open to stop motion and 2D reels. So I submitted all of my stop motion. And they took me. And the last... Uh, 10 months or so, I've been boot camp learning CG and have been animating crowds and now shots on Frozen 2. So that is my long, long journey to where I am. Yeah. That's great. I will pass it off to my husband. Yep. Hey, my name is, yeah, so I'm Ben (laughs) and I'm currently at DreamWorks. So I originally got into animation because when I was in... Well, actually, I was originally going to go the pre-med route. And when I was in high school, I had committed to a college. Uh, I went to the University of Dayton in Dayton, Ohio. And I was committed to that college and and signed up under uh, pre-med. But then when I was a senior there, uh, a director from Blue Sky named Steve Martino came in and gave a talk about Horton Hears a Who, which is what Blue Sky was working on at the time. And he showed some play blasts and, and some artwork they had put together and just kind of talked about the process of making an animated movie. And I always really loved to draw and was kind of had an interest in that world. Uh, But then after his presentation, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. I have to kind of at least investigate this and, you know, give it a shot. Um, So I was very thankful for that. But also I was, I was kind of dumb because instead of just like switching schools and studying animation or anything like that, um, actually Steve Martino had, had studied graphic design when he was in college. So I just thought, oh, okay, graphic design is how you get into animation like that. <laughs> that makes sense to me. So I stayed at the same school and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just do graphic design instead of pre-med. So I did that for a few years or, or I went through that whole program. And then after that, I worked at a small marketing studio for like a year and a half. And then it finally, after like five years, it kind of dawned on me that <laughs> after this, five years. yeah, yeah, it just took me a little while, you know, <laughs> to figure out that, okay, this isn't exactly the, the path I wanted to go down. Um, so I decided to start researching schools and, and, you know, see what my options were as far as learning animation and, and trying to get a job in the film industry. So I eventually settled on SCAD, which is then where I met Katie and studied animation there and was fortunate enough to get internships at Leica and Blue Sky while I was there. And then shortly after that, I worked at a place called PSYOP in New York. And then I transferred out to PSYOP's LA branch where we did uh, a lot of commercial work and such. And, And it was a really nice company. I worked there for about, uh, just under a year and a half or so. 
but then I got a call from a DreamWorks recruiter and uh, went through the whole interview process and such and was fortunate enough to be offered a job there. So I've been there ever since. It's been about a year and a half now, and that is where I met lovely Garrett. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> All right. We talked about how, how we know each other. I met Ben yeah. at uh, DreamWorks. Yep. You know, Katie at Disney. Mm-hmm. They met each other at Sky. They're married. They're married. No kids. Two cats. <laughs> no kids. Two cats. That's yes. how we know each other. <laughs> That's right. That's the connection. And then Garrett is dating a... Oh my gosh. She's going to be get into so mad Let- that I brought her up. <laughs> no, she's going to be fine. We have to get uh, into the personal life. Get into the personal life. Uh, yeah. Isabel Gedick. She's a story artist at Disney TV working on Monsters at Work, which I believe is announced, so I can say we'll that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if it stays in. We'll see if it stays <laughs> Yeah, we'll see if we edit this out. But she's really talented. Uh, yeah, that's that's my story. Cool. A small, small world, uh, or evidence of it being a small world, is that I met Isabel in the bathroom at CTN yes. uh, four years ago. And I didn't realize that she was Garrett's girlfriend until we went to the uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 rap party. And yes. I put yes. it together slowly but surely. Nice. I think Isabel had the same reaction. Work. She's like, who? I feel like I've met her before. <laughs> yeah, CTN. Yeah. We were oh. in line for the bathroom. <laughs> nice. CTN is another episode we will do in the future about yeah. Which is going a good there. segue to our next topic. Which is what this podcast will cover in general and kind of our hopes and dreams for this podcast. So anybody want to take it away? Gosh. Well. Not to put you on the spot, Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. I want to say, like, first of all, I feel like the animation industry is, it's a really exciting time to be in the industry, to talk about it. I think all of us, I can speak for all of us when I say, like, we were super excited that last year, uh, the Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse won the Oscar, mm-hmm. yeah, which definitely. was super exciting. A very new style of animation, just getting this all these accolades. So I feel like we're still scratching the surface of what this industry is and like mm-hmm. the style. Like studios are kind of doing different things. The emergence of new media, Netflix. Like right. there's so much going on. There's so much to talk about, and so we just wanted to make a podcast about that, about breaking in. Um, we're all pretty new to the mm-hmm. industry, new-ish to the industry, and like. We understand the struggle of, like, we just glossed over our bios, but, like, what we're not telling you is the blood, sweat, and tears yeah. that went into, like, because it sounds all nice, like, oh, it was here, and then it was here, but it's, like, it was hard to <laughs> right. go yeah. through each point, so we understand that, but um, we also, another thing to note, we have a lot of access to awesome, talented Disney DreamWorks artists or other studio artists that can give insights onto different things um, that we're really excited to show you guys. Like, there's a lot of stuff coming up that uh, I think will be awesome. I think all of our shared goal is to, you know, and it's funny to say this right after 16 minutes of us just talking about ourselves, but (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, we do want to definitely have this be a very utilitarian podcast where you can take lessons from this and kind of go forward and, you know, learn from some of our mistakes. And, and Absolutely. The, uh, yeah. There is so much that we wish we had known when we were getting started or even in school and as we started applying to jobs. So some sort of example topics that we are looking forward to covering right off the bat are 
Uh, like, do you need to know how to draw to do CG animation? Is mm-hmm. is there a job for you if you specialize in 2D or stop motion? Are those stable industries? Mm-hmm. Um, or how should I handle paying off student loans on my first job, uh, the, the first job I get? Like, what are the various financial packages and retirement plans and all that stuff that is so new to you when you're for, you just start out in the industry we want to help you navigate that um any other topics like right off the top of your head you guys can think of we're going to be talking about reels quite a bit too yeah um, i know that gets covered a lot but there's a lot of different philosophies on that but um yeah i think of other uh a lot of other real world things like what it means to be a temp animator somewhere versus a contract hire versus staff versus all that stuff i know definitely when i was coming out of school and looking for jobs i had no idea really what any of that meant um how so much yeah. do animators make too that's exactly another, yeah. definitely yeah. want to cover yeah. that stuff we talk very openly about wage you know, that negotiation stuff and, yeah. we realized that you know a podcast about breaking into the industry it can slip pretty easily into being negative where you you know you talk about the blood sweat and tears and all your failures and how Like, it was so hard to break into the industry, but we really want this podcast to be super positive and fun, which is why we're all currently nursing, like, three drinks each. (laughs) Not that we need those to be positive. I mean, hopefully we don't seem too uh, drunk at the moment, but I (laughs) I think we're we're all uh, sporting a healthy buzz right now. So the next thing we want to talk about is just sort of why it's worth it to break into the industry, why we love our jobs and just like inspire you to keep going and fight for it and why you might want to listen to this podcast. So take it away, Ben. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. Well, I'll talk a little bit about what interested me so much in animation. I feel like a lot of times you hear stories of people saying like, Oh, I knew from when I was five years old that I was going to be a Disney animator and blah, blah, blah. And, I'm always like, oh my gosh, like that's amazing. And I'm like so jealous of that. But but honestly, for me, it was a lot of little things that kind of pushed me toward animation. Um, and it's still kind of the amalgamation of all those small things that keep me loving animation to this day, even when, yeah, things are really stressful or crunching at work. And yeah, that kind of keep you going through the rough times. And <laughs> And, uh, hey. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Continue, Ben. <laughs> that means the podcast is continuing for a while longer. <laughs> when you hear a new drink pop. <laughs> we should, yeah. It's not a sound effect. <laughs> that was real. I tried to do it away from them. <laughs> it wasn't good enough. <laughs> so for me, some of the, the biggest things that drew me into animation was that I, I really enjoyed drawing and the whole like art side of things but I didn't really ever want to be just an illustrator not just an illustrator I mean illustrators are amazing but (laughs) I just couldn't see myself doing only illustrations for the rest of my life and you know I didn't really have the patience for like 2d animation or anything but I really loved that and I've always been really really uh interested in and passionate about acting too like I've always been just you know I'm not like some amazing movie buff or something, but I absolutely love, you know, theater and movies and, and I love the animation had that as well. And then from my background in design, I do really like that world too, where you're kind of communicating a message through a visual means. And, 
You know, I just love that animation kind of combined all of these things and that every movie you work on or, or even every shot you work on, a lot of times you have to learn something totally new. You have to... It's like a puzzle. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. It's all just problem solving the whole time. So it never feels like, even though with the way the studio works, you're sort of a cog in a machine, it never feels that way because it's such unique, creative problem solving almost every single day. Uh, and there are very, very few jobs where I think you can say that. Um, you never get bored. Like yeah, it's always sure. a new challenge. And, and you can, whatever interests you the most, you can always like dive into that more and it'll help your animation. You know, if you're randomly like, like Katie and I kind of came from a pre-med background and I know we both kind of love like looking into like the anatomy of different like creatures and people and stuff. We're like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like that can really help like, yeah. Influence our animation in the future. And then, yeah, like you were just the other day, Katie was looking at uh, like Charlie Harper illustrations of birds or something to like kind of help um, inform some like character designs for an idea she had and stuff. And and then we're thinking of, oh, wow, that's really cool. How would that, you know, move and kind of looking at some motion graphic stuff to to influence that. And so I just for me, I absolutely love that it touches all these different disciplines. And mm-hmm. so you can kind of be a jack of all trades while still specializing very much in character animation. Uh, So for me, that is just endlessly exciting. And then also that, especially with CGI animation, there is like, there's just no limit to what you can do. And I mean, with all, all medium, all medias out there, but um, it's just anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's so immersive and, and you can literally take what's in your brain and put it right there on the screen for somebody else to see. And it's mm-hmm. just as real to them then as it is to you. And that to me, that is endlessly exciting and amazing. Like with how to train your dragon, these, mm-hmm. you know, crazy scorpion dragon hybrid things, but you see them on the screen the death grippers and they're totally believable. They and become they, real to the audience. Yeah. Like yeah. they totally accept it. That I, I'm not sure if that will ever not be amazing to yeah. me. You know, there's just like, wow, this started as a doodle on a paper and I was this living, breathing creature on screen. So for me, that is so exciting. And, uh, yeah, that That's definitely keeps cool. me going when things are tough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. How about you guys? Similarly, like what you just said, where you can, animation's all about making things that didn't exist. Like the, one of the reasons I switched from kind of live action filmmaking at NYU to animation was when I started Maya and like made, I think my first assignment was making a leaf, like literally modeling a leaf. And it was like, you know, to learn all the techniques of how to do that. Uh, it was really cool and just eye opening. I was like, wow, I can literally do, I don't need to rely on actors or people on a crew where I have to pay them and like, you know, get all, get everything together. Like I can do it all by myself. I can rig something. I can model a character and do all that myself was, that's like really, really awesome about the Mm -hmm. industry. Like, yeah, like you said, you can make whatever you want and make it come to life. Um, that was definitely probably one of the reasons I gravitated towards animation in general. There's just just limitless possibilities, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, And was there ever, like a flashpoint, like movie or or occurrence or something where you were like, okay, I have to do this now. Or was it more just kind of everything? It was more time? everything over time. Yeah. Like I never saw a movie and was like, oh, I want to do this 100%. It, I loved like Toy Story and stuff. I remember being really interested in CG when I saw that. I was like, what is this cool mm-hmm. technology? 
but I was never, I didn't, I think for a lot of people, I hear this a lot where you don't realize that that's like a job for all you're like, you think it's just, it just exists. And then you're like, oh no, that's people do that. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that's a profession and it's really cool, but it wasn't, it wasn't like one specific thing for me. I don't know for you guys, was it, uh, was there a movie or? Yeah, I kind of did have a year where, um, Up came out and Fantastic Mr. Fox came out in the same year. And I totally fell in love with those movies. And like Up was just so emotional and Fantastic Mr. Fox was just so cool. (laughs) Just how it was made and how tactile it was. And you can kind of put together how it was made when you're watching it. And I, like you guys, I was so impressed with just, you know, the ability to make a world and live in that world and how animation helps us suspend our disbelief because you're you're just so much more immersed in that world and those characters. And you're not, there's no part of you that's saying like, oh, this is an actor and I know what they're like in real life. It's you believe in these characters. Um, And there's a certain universality to animation that I've always been really attracted to where the characters don't even have to talk. They can be totally pantomime and they're, you know, the animation could not have dialogue like mm-hmm. Wally or, or a toothless lot of the, yeah, oh, yeah, toothless, so to look at. Gromit from Wallace and Gromit, like all these characters that, you know, don't talk, but we love them so much and we know exactly what they're thinking and feeling, which I think is just so beautiful and wonderful for, the world if I get really, you know, yeah. a little gushy because, you know, we don't, we can't always understand each other. We don't always speak the same language, but somehow animation can cross those boundaries, which I've always been super attracted to. I do feel like animation um, can, that suspension of disbelief can sort of give you the necessary space it might require to discuss certain like really intense topics but in a very like meaningful and serious way so if you have a movie like Zootopia where you're talking about very serious things like um stereotyping and bias and but the you know the fact that it's about animals and it's not necessarily about specific human mm, racial groups yeah. um it gives you the distance that you can address those topics but teach like a meaningful life lesson and that's something that really attracted me to animation and made me you know want to make the world a better place mm. um <laughs> by totally teaching family audiences these lessons but like in a way that doesn't necessarily hit you over the head or isn't too serious that it turns people off. I don't think any of us mentioned this, but I'm sure we all feel this, just that the handcrafted quality of every frame and the labor that goes into animation. Oh my gosh. It's not like a turnoff. It's actually like a total turn on where it's just amazing. <laughs> the amount of work <laughs> they're all laughing at. Me. Yeah. I'm I aroused really, every frame. Really turned on. But it's... I'm aroused every frame. <laughs> all right. Bad choice no, no, of work. We will edit this out. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think, yeah, the amount of work that goes into animation is actually like such an amazing it's like what Ben said like I love that every week or two you're on a totally new shot it could be totally new characters 
they could be a creature, it could be human, like who knows what it is. And it's a new challenge. So it just stays fresh. And yeah, you never get bored. You might, you know, pee your pants and you have to do something <laughs> that's really hard and new. But yeah. then when you finish that, it is so rewarding. And <laughs> you there's just an feel, end to it. Too. Yeah. Yes, not, there's yeah. a beginning, middle, and there's end. Closure. Yeah, there's closure. Yeah. On every shot. Yeah. If you final it. I guess there could not be closure if they're like, yeah, we're not putting this in the movie. It's horrible. <laughs> that won't happen. Though. But yeah, you're right. Generally, no matter how much pain you're in, you're within about a month away from being out of that pain. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a good pain. Yeah. No, you guys, it's you're very well-spoken it's inspiring me i want to go back to work next week <laughs> let's put these good. microphones away and start animating <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah really good. if yeah. you're like a forever student this is the perfect industry for you because you will never stop learning you will yeah, never it's... feel that you have mastered everything you will not get bored you definitely yes. not get bored 100 yeah. definitely there are no easy shots there's no yeah yeah. I think it's exciting. And you know what? Actually, talking about this makes me think. I, I know in the future we will definitely make an effort to do this on this podcast. But so we definitely come at it from a very mainstream perspective of yeah. like, you know, we're from Disney and DreamWorks, CG, CG animation. Film. Right. But I think something we haven't mentioned yet is that the world we're in right now is not necessarily for everyone. And there's kind of this unfair stereotype that, you know, if you're in the animation industry, you should be at one of the feature films studios or something, which is not at all true. If that's not what you're interested in. And there are like, we, well, we kind of alluded to this earlier. There are all kinds of opportunities going on right now in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, so so yeah, if it's not really your bag to be in, in feature, there's all kinds of awesome stuff. And we'll definitely have people on who are part of those worlds and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, to talk about those things. So we are absolutely aware that we kind of have that bias right. <laughs> being in right. these worlds and we're going to do everything we can to uh, present kind of the most balanced view mm-hmm. of you know, being an animator, whatever that means. Yeah. So sort of the structure that we anticipate for our podcast is that we'll, you know, kind of introduce the topic and we'll be talking about the things we kind of mentioned, like wage and salary negotiation, or how do you handle yourself with a director in dailies or whatever, that kind of topic. And as a special, we're going to all post our first reels we've ever had hey. on this episode. We should. We should. We should. Yeah. I committed. I promised. You guys can get it. Yeah. Not editing this out. So check out, <laughs> We're doing check it. out the show notes. Yes. Um, so yeah, email sorry, us guys. your questions at animationhappyhour at gmail.com. We are also on all of the social media Everything. platforms that you can think of. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we have a website, <laughs> animationhappyhour.com. Yeah. yeah, all of this stuff. So reach out to us however you would like to, and we will maybe feature your question on our podcast. Yeah, and tell us if you also want to, like, if you have an interest in a particular topic or you want us to cover something, like, tell us that. We want to cater this, too, to, like, people who listen, and we want, yeah, to make you guys happy and do cool stuff. Which so, kind of definitely. reminds me of sort of the inspiration for this podcast in the beginning, which is that I think all three of us have had, you know, countless emails from people that are, are students that are trying to break into the industry. And 
it's hard to get back to everyone. And there are questions that pop up over and over and over again. And, you know, you really want to help everybody because I think all three of us had help as we were breaking in. Um, and this podcast is kind of a way to <laughs> like get as much information out there as we can as efficiently as possible. And because we do really want to help people and help everybody break in. Like right now, all three of us are on OT and we have one overtime. day off a week. Yes, yeah, so that's code, code for overtime. Just a little, uh, Just a little industry, little industry slang for you. OT. Also known as crunch. <laughs> all right. But, uh, yeah, all of us right now, we only have one day off. so And it's yeah. very precious. And we basically only have time to... This is what we decide yeah, to do, by to the way. Yeah, laundry and yeah. drink and record a podcast. Yeah, we so, are not doing laundry because of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, that's actually another mm. point because it's like we're this is probably this podcast full disclosure is going to be a little rough around the edges. We're still exploring the format, yes. the technical stuff, even like we we figured out a li- we did some research, but bear with us while we kind of figure everything out. Yeah. Um, we're literally working full time or even more than full time. So <laughs> this is it's tough to get it to work. Yeah. But give us a break. It's a grassroots campaign we got going on here. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we have so much exciting topic. You guys, like we, okay, this is one thing I want to mention too. We had this idea for a podcast and we made this Google sheet where we organized all of our episode ideas. And within like two days, we had over 50 episode ideas, which I think is a testament to how much there is to talk about Mm -hmm. this industry. There's so much to talk about. So really exciting. Yeah, I think one of our first, topics that we want to discuss for sure is like how uh, should you go to a brick and mortar school or should you take online classes and there's that topic Big alone topic. could be like five episodes yeah. <laughs> but we know it's a question that we've all asked ourselves at one point in time um so we really want this to be yeah as ben said utilitarian yeah um, and on the utilitarian note then like the next thing we always want to have in our podcast, in addition to questions, are is a, te- a tip jar yes. section going happy with hour, the tip jar. happy, happy hour, hour tip theme. Jar. So we will always have some really hey. <laughs> That's going to be the sound effect. I have to effect. point oh out my, my favorite thing is that with the sound effect, there's like a three second delay where Garrett has to unlock his <laughs> unlock his phone and then navigate to the app. So with you the know air it's hook. coming. <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah. Sorry. And to give you a visual, he always does an eyebrow pump <laughs> during the uh, sound there's effect. There's also different pitches. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's kind of semi coming at you. Clown. This is the best. Yeah, that, that's, that yeah, says party to me. The others are, yeah. Party, that says ah. Party, <laughs> that party. says ah. The animation app. Yeah. yeah, so oh on, the, on the tip jar note, we always want to give a few really direct and straightforward tips can take on away. animation. Like we... I remember when I was learning animation, I just craved really straightforward advice that was like, okay, here's a hard and fast rule that I can like always adhere to, or here's something that 
Like I will always remember like, oh, when the fingers, when you're opening a hand, like the index finger will always lead and the pinky will always follow. And when you're closing a hand, the pinky will always lead and the index finger will always follow. So those sorts of tips we will work into every episode. Um, Are we doing that this episode? Maybe. Do we write it down? I have plenty in my head. That was a little one right there. That was a little one. And and we should caveat everything with like, most of most the time. Most of the time, yeah. But. <laughs> we work in an industry where there's almost no absolutes, but yes, these, these will very be very true. good. Um, yeah, general rules of thumb. And yeah, I think with what Kate was saying, yeah, as she said, we know there's <laughs> so much in animation that is super subjective, and it's like, well, you could do it this way, or could do it that way, that I think for us, we're all fairly pragmatic people so we it's like a breath of fresh air when it's like hey you can just kind of do this no matter what (laughs) and it will like Mm -hmm. always be true and it's a great little tip to live by so we'll also kind of well yeah definitely kind of try to include those in every i got a super quick one super quick tip jar tip jar jar maybe we should like or something do we this is great it's kind of like toasting but you know maybe this maybe this Ding, ding, ding. Hell, oh, yes. that was perfect. That's it. I don't even do the tip. <laughs> Thank you to Katie Lowe, our sound designer. <laughs> my tip, my, my uh, what is it? Tip jar tip. Spinal mm-hmm. tips. That was oh, the alternative. No one knows this is Alternative name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tip is, if you can, flip your animation, like mirror it. So you see your animation flipped and kind of like inverted. Horizontally. Horizontal flip. It's hard in Maya. I have a script on my website that I like made to kind of do it. But basically you flip it and then you can see your animation in a new way and it will, you'll see things that are wrong with it that that you didn't see before. You'll basically see flaws. It's like a fresh look at your shot. I do it all the time. I did it at DreamWorks all the time because it was super easy and their software. I have found it's terrific for all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, wow, my character's a little off balance. But I've just been yeah. looking at it the, the, from this specific right. angle the whole time. And then you'll flip it and you're like, oh my gosh, it's clearly wrong. And it's this really great quick way to do it. Super quick. And real quick, Garrett, you should totally plug your website where they can find that script if they yes. want. Yes, now I need to fix it because it's a little bit buggy, but I'm going <laughs> to fix it by the time you guys hear this. GarrettAnimates.com, uh, if you go to the rigs and script section, you will see a plug-in there for this tip yes. where it basically duplicates your camera and then scales it to negative one in X. So it basically it makes like a new mirror cam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nice. I'll have that fixed for you guys. I like that your website is a full sentence. Gary animates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just so we all know, we can put a link to it, but it's G-A-R-R-E-T-T. Yeah. Animates. That's the way to do it. There you go. Is it a good time to bring up our real review lottery? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. So basically, we're running a lottery. And if you rate us on iTunes and send us an email with like a screenshot or something, just proof that you actually wrote a review for us, we will enter you into a lottery to have your demo reel reviewed. And this is totally open to all disciplines. We know we're all CG animators, but we have friends in all of the various parts of the pipeline and in other parts of the industry too, not just CG feature animation. So if you specialize in something else, say it's storyboarding or uh, modeling, something like that, we will find someone who's a little bit more (laughs) expert or experienced in that arena. (laughs) And what we'll do is 
with your permission, we'll do a screen capture review of your demo reel where we record ourselves and we will watch your demo reel, we'll frame through it, we'll do drawovers if necessary and have that be part of our YouTube channel and online presence and you'll get, hopefully, <laughs> really good advice from us. Hopefully. <laughs> really catered. Let's just say yeah. good advice. <laughs> we'll do our best. Um, but yeah, we hope that's, you know, a fun incentive to get. And we'll be nice ideas. about it. Right? Oh, we're, yeah. we're not there to, obviously, I know there's, whenever you're showing any work, there, <laughs> there's a little anxiety. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be super positive. Just, yeah, tell you things, give us, give your, give you any thoughts we have based on your reel. So, yeah. And it's worth be- noting, we are super, no one knows about this podcast. So the likelihood of us actually <laughs> reviewing your reel or your portfolio is very high. <laughs> so if now is enter, the time. <laughs> you have percentage wise, you like, have a great you have a really good chance. Yeah. <laughs> so do it now while it's early because later, I mean, when we get so big, it's going to be... <laughs> The ratings are the first thing that anybody sees when they look up a podcast. So it really helps us if we have a high number and a high number of good ratings. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we are coming to the end of our very first episode of the Animation Happy Hour. This has been... Garrett. Ben. And Katie. Thanks for listening and... Happy Happy Happy